You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the World Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. All right, Ike, listen. Piggybacking off of you freeze, and we're going to start talking about kind of our expectations, what we think will will likely happen. Um, I got a few names that I'm going to drop just to give you just you, you. We've kind of done this with the morning drops when we've talked recruiting. You and Mike have done this, but we'll we'll kind of give our final thoughts about this. But Hugh Freeze was asked heavy about recruiting. This is a busy time of the year for this coaching staff, right? <laughs> where where things. He talked Oops, about it and he went into it. it. Um, he was asked about recruiting these high school kids, closing them, but also managing the portal. And he, he, in usual fashion, was very transparent about how he felt he's been doing in terms of recruiting the portal versus high school kids. Let's talk about that real quick, and we'll come right back. Mm, I don't think I've done very well, truthfully. It's... Um... It's, it's difficult. I think uh, my, my gift and the success I've had or lack thereof in, in recruiting is, is, is typically uh, relational driven. And over the course of time, I think I can prove um, that I'm interested in that as much, if not more, than, than others. And um, in the portal, it's, uh, it's, it's different. And so... The reasons are, are maybe a little bit different for some leaving than others, and you've got to try to prove to them, you know, initially on a phone call that um, that you, they should look at Auburn, and we, we've we've done okay with that, uh, but we've had many visits set, and they never even get to campus, and that they've already decided where they're going before we ever get to get in front of them, which is. Um, a bit different for me and uh, maybe I need to change our approach some to that Uh, but I I just I love before we get really serious with some I'd love to get in front of them and and have some conversations and um, who knows what's the best way to go about it right now but I think we're all kind of in some trial and error uh, to see what really works and what doesn't Um, again I idealistically I'd love to just sign a bunch of high school kids and build great relationships with them and never lose them. And um, I don't know that that's, that may be in dreamland with the way the climate is of college football today, but that sure would be nice to do that. And, I, you know, the portal world, maybe we need to start trying to visit them as soon as you can instead of setting up for the a weekend that never happens. I don't know. It's uh, It's been been challenging to figure out. That was Hugh Freeze there, and he's speaking about former San Jose State offensive tackle that they were trying to bring in on an official visit this weekend, and Fernando Carmona Jr., who was supposed to be in Auburn but actually committed to Arkansas yesterday. Uh, You had other guys like Elijah Pritchett 
uh, out of Bama who entered the portal, but jumped back out of the portal and reaffirmed his commitment to Bama. These types of things that he's talking about. Uh, he's questioning his approach there. Um, again, we, we have another clip where he, he's talking about how he's able to assess his roster needs. And there's a certain approach that obviously works for high school kids, but doesn't necessarily work for portal kids. Your thoughts on that, Ike? Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, the thing is, it's it's a longer process with high school kids for getting, because you, you have more time. So with the with the portal kids, they can commit whenever, right? It's not as if they there's a date where it's like, okay, this is their commitment date. And, you know, even if they commit before that, they have a signing day where it makes it official. So you have time to continue to work that relationship. You kind of have to move quickly. And it's not so much about relationships. It's like he said, you have to kind of convince guys on the phone that it makes a ton of sense. And even if you set a date for them to come into town, there's no guarantee that they actually make it. So uh, there's a lot of things that have to happen, right? And he's like, I don't know if, if my approach is the best at that. And, and listen, it's a new world for him. Some guys are doing this amazingly. Like there are people who have mastered the ability to convince young men in the portal that this is a good place for you. Like the Dirty Mac for some people, as I'm using my guy B. Will's term, the Dirty Mac for some people for their portal game is crazy. Um, but the, he's like, that's not really my strength. My strength is building relationships over time and, you know, checking in and doing all the, you know, we get them in here on a visit and we, you know, that's what I do well. This portal stuff, it's right. Like who can make the best promises immediately and who can be the first to get them in here on campus? Because usually if you give them a good visit, then they're done. All right, all right, cool. I've seen enough. Let me move it right. on. Right, they've been through this process just, before. They've already been recruited once yeah, before. They don't. They don't. They don't need the. They don't need the the slow the slow walk. They're like, let's let's get this over yeah. with. Let me get out and get back to get to my new school. Um, yeah. He also made some statements also too about assessing the roster. He was asked about his needs. What do you need? Uh, how do you know what you need to get out of the portal? Talks about it. Like, my bad. Well, if you if I knew what was going to happen Wednesday, um, that's that's been one of my issues too. With when I say that I don't think I've been very good at at some of this portal deal is because I'm I'm really committed to trying to sign the best high school class we can, and it's really hard for me to to juggle the numbers in my mind of managing the eighty five. Um, if you're really committed to that, you kind of got to see a few things through. And then I guess we'll be, if we don't get everything we need, which you typically don't, um, then you're hoping that that, that weekend in January um, provides you a few of those possibilities to fill the gaps in the portal. Or then, obviously, it would be after spring practice that you tried to do it in that order. You'd rather do it in that first weekend in January that they're giving us. I'd rather have it off, but, we, but we're going to have to work that weekend, it looks like. so. Um, and, you know, the, you don't know how many more people are going to go in it. But you kind of, uh, I guess I've, I've already put my chips in saying, you know, I'm pretty all in on trying to sign this high school class and would like to see it through and then go from there. And again, not one to sit here and say that my plan is the, is the perfect one, but that's, that's the plan. 
So my question to you, Ike, here is based off of his comments here is that obviously Hugh Freeze has an approach. He has a process. I actually agree mm-hmm. with that. Right. And so and so you were saying yeah, that I'm there are certain people who are really good at recruiting out of the portal. I think it's very rare to see people who are good at both. Um, it's it's almost like you gotta go all in on one, yeah, in order to be really good at it. Um, and I think Hugh Freeze has chosen the high school route, which again, I think that's that's more sustainable. But yeah, I think Hugh Freeze is on the if if people are patient enough to give you time that to build it. True. Yes, that is very true. Do. Depending on where you are, for sure. Um, but I think he has time here. He has time, which is why this has been his mm-hmm. his plan. And I think he needs to stick with that plan too. Um, obviously, you can adapt. Um, from from the the portal, but your thoughts on his approach, as well as this recruiting class, which is depending on what recruiting service you're looking at, we're either in the top ten or right outside the top ten. But we are expected to be within the top a top ten recruiting class when all is said and done, based on who Auburn is. People are people are projecting Auburn to actually flip some guys. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the approach. I definitely think that it makes a lot of sense because, you know, you could you can gamble and, and do the one-year thing, but, like, what do you do then? Like, now you've got to repeat and do that same kind of gamble in year two, and then you got to figure it out again in year three. Or you can build guys in your program, and then you can fill the, the, the places where you have deficiencies through the portal, right? Like, you can solidify your foundation, which is what you do through high school recruiting. The foundation of your team is built through high school recruiting. And then you can put your other stuff, decorative stuff, on there in the portal. And I think that that is the method that Coach Freeze is trying to have happen. It's like solid foundation as opposed to flash in the pan results, right? We actually saw this at the school that Peyton Dorn left from, right. right? The coach up there went and he made a splash in the portal, but he did terribly right. in high school recruiting, so they couldn't repeat the success. Once those guys left, he had nothing left. Nobody knew the system. Nobody was able to confidently come in there and fill in for the people who he had out there on the team. So um, it is a good approach for building a program the way that Coach Free Freeze is doing. You might not get a year one winner, but you're going to get a program that can build towards success for the long run if you do it correctly this way. And uh, this is a good opportunity to kind of just talk about a few guys how you feel? We we I think y'all went one out of ten or percentages in terms of your confidence level in terms of what Auburn does with these guys. Mm-hmm. Mind you, uh, we are we don't talk to these kids. We don't we don't know. Even if we did, it's difficult to 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 know for sure until signing day when when ink meets when when paper meets pen. Right. Let's talk about right. a few names here and. I mean, again, this was a name that came out of left field, it seems, over the past week or so. Uh, Amaris Williams, uh, who is currently committed to Florida, defensive line uh, guy. And this is a guy who visited a week ago, about a week ago, and a lot of the recruiting services feel really confident in him flipping to Auburn, um, right. it was believed to be Ohio State. 
and a mystery school. We now know who that mystery school is. Uh, all signs point to him mm-hmm. definitely not signing with Florida. Uh, but Auburn looks good here. Your thoughts? Your thoughts on Amaris? Yeah, I mean, listen. From all of the the smoke around what's happening uh, with his recruitment, I think everybody feels pretty good about the ability for him to, or the the chances of him coming in and being an Auburn Tiger. Uh, So it's looking good so far. I haven't seen any people who are in the know. And again, we aren't recruiting people. Somebody tried to call us out for that. We're not pretending to be recruiting guys. I haven't seen anybody who are the recruiting people give me any pause about whether or not he was going to be someone that Auburn could add. So we're going to, um, be confident in their predictions he and say yes. He will be the second good. defensive guy. Uh, should that happen, that Auburn will have flipped from Florida. The first one being Jamonte Waller, uh, who Auburn was in it for earlier during the summer, but committed to Florida. Then he then flipped uh, during the season uh, to Auburn. So he will be the second. But that's not all from Florida as well as their class appears to be falling all the way apart. Uh, L.J. McCray. This one is kind of a it's, – it's kind of difficult to kind of get a good temperature check on this kid or a good read on where this kid is going. Um, he's definitely listening, right? Uh, definitely taking his visits. And if you're a Florida fan, you are concerned about whether or not you're going to be able to hang on to this kid. And he visited Auburn last week as well with Jamonte Waller coming up because they were in the same class at one point. To, to visit alongside of him. And so this is another big-time guy. Along, again, this is, this is an area of need, defensive line. We need bodies there. Uh, they believe that he can kind of be that Keldrick Falk type uh, this upcoming year, slowly work his way into to playing rotation and, and be a contributor for the future. But your thoughts on LJ McCray, your confidence level in terms of like where Auburn stands with this kid, uh, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I I felt better before, you know, seeing some of the stuff that I've, I've been uh, seeing. I'm a little less mm-hmm. confident in it now. I do think that he wants to play uh, alongside Jamonte Waller, and that was a good thing for us to get that recruitment for him. Waller seems to be solid with Auburn, so I think that there's an opportunity still available there, and I think this is one of those things that's just going to kind of mm-hmm. go down to the wire yeah. with him. This is just going to be one of those those signing day surprises that we'll probably talk about. Yeah, I think people are going to be they'll they'll tune in for this one. There's a couple of names that I'm sure we're going to talk about here where signing day oh, is going to be very interesting and there's going to be a lot of rejoicing and memes of people. Uh, Mars Williams being one of them. <laughs> but this next one here, yeah. KJ Bolden. KJ Bolden. And it it's looking like a three-headed uh three a three-man race, I would say. Uh I've, obviously, he's committed to Florida State, which has been his dream school. Georgia is in the mix as well. Right. Um, obviously, this is a guy who Kirby Smart wants. Obviously, he's trying to go after him. Um, but there's Auburn as well, who's always been there for K.J. Bolden, still talking to K.J. Uh, he came and visited. Uh, they picked up a lot of momentum, it seems, with, with K.J. Um, a few weeks ago when they came and they had Cam Coleman come up to Auburn to kind of meet with him and visit with him. So he, he has, uh, there has been some momentum there. Apparently he's in, he's in Tallahassee this weekend, visiting them. They were able to get the last 
visit with him. So your thoughts on this one? Again, I think you may feel the same way about this as you do. LJ, do you do you feel confident in this one? I mean, not super confident, but feel as though Auburn really realistically has a shot at this. I think Auburn has a better shot than Georgia. Um, if, you know, I think it's 50-50 between Auburn and FSU. From everything that I've heard, I think it, those are the, real, the two real contenders in this situation. Um, he's also been very clear about wanting to have good players around him. So them solidifying some of the other pieces around the defense to allow him to, to he wants to win. Bottom line, point blank, period. He's like, look, man, I want to go to a team that's going to stack the deck. Like, and if, if y'all aren't looking stacked enough, I'm going to go to the school that I've rooted mm. for my entire life. Now, Georgia, you know, will have a stacked deck, but do they have availability for him to come and right. play immediately right. is the question for Georgia. Yes, you're going to have a lot of the talented players around you, but do y'all have snaps for me as a freshman for me to come out here and play right now? So the question is whether or not Auburn can continue to stack the deck around him and make him feel confident by whether it's redshirt, you know, freshman year and he just comes in rotationally and, you know, plays his four games and then learns. And then year two, he's ready to step in and play with this stacked deck that you've gotten. Or is he ready to be a rotational player year one with a stacked deck around him? I think that that's what he's looking at right now. Um, and I wouldn't rule out him still taking a visit to Auburn before early signing. He didn't, he was supposed to potentially come today. I wouldn't rule out him still potentially making a visit before early signing. Another big one, another big one here, Cohen Eccles, um, offensive lineman who was committed to Texas A&M, uh, decommitted recently, all signs point to, Auburn being the front runner for this kid, I think this will be, if if all pans out as expected, this will be another signing day victory for Auburn, especially considering the fact that it's an old lineman. But your thoughts about Cohen Eccles here? Um, I haven't seen a ton of him. I haven't really followed his recruitment very um, tough, but I have heard, you know, the, the most recent things that I've heard of him have been very good. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling okay about where Auburn sits with this one right now, especially considering how late in the game he decommitted. Um, so, uh, Ryan Williams. Right. And I see some of y'all in the comments saying that he's at this game, uh, Auburn. He is. He is. He, he was on his social media uh, and posted about him getting his outfit ready, and he had a video of him um, right by the student section, and they were chanting. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't. I don't feel great about it, though. Honestly, I mean, and this is one of those. I don't think he. He doesn't. He's, he's going to sign. He's going to sign uh, still, in, in February. Yeah. So we still got a long way left in his recruitment. So today, I don't feel great about where Auburn is in this whole process. But hopefully, um, it'll be something that they can continue to gain ground on, um, as the the the, the, the national signing. I think people were about. saying that. Him reclassifying helps Auburn. Obviously, because you have a need mm -hmm. there. I get that. I always felt like him not reclassifying helped Auburn because you give more time to repair the relationship there. Because, again, this is a person who was looking at Auburn, but because of where Auburn was, previous coaching staff, he commits to Bama and has been locked in with them ever since. Right. However, I think the more time you give this coaching staff to repair that, 
the better, in my opinion, it is for Auburn. Him reclassifying, even though you have a need, even though you have an amazing recruiting class, it shorts that time frame, and it puts more more of a sense of urgency on this on this coaching staff to have to get him secured into our class. So I'm with you. I don't feel good about that, given the window of time. I would have felt better given this coaching staff much more long a longer period. But we will definitely see. Uh, we do have a question for you, Ike, and you get to to to, to kind of share your thoughts here. Jonathan Boyson says, Ike, you doing another signing day stream? I am. I do plan on doing a stream on signing day. So if you're a member, be locked in with that. We'll be in here talking about signees as they come in. That is a member only situation there. So looking forward to doing that on Wednesday. So yeah, get another marathon stream. Ike out here doing the Lord's work. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Any other thoughts about this class? I mean, how, how big would this be for really this coaching staff and for Hugh Freeze to lock in and get what some thinks could potentially be a top five recruiting class. He talked about being able to do that um, in the beginning of his tenure at Auburn so that he can build for the future. How critical would that be if he was able to achieve that in the next few days, in your opinion? Listen. It's even more critical if you're going to run it back with Peyton Thorne. <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm I'm digging on him, but like I just don't think you upgrade yourself yeah. at the quarterback position um, and get more leverage or leeway with people without having that recruiting class be a splash one. Um, so you're taking you're gambling there now. Peyton Thorne could again that gamble on Peyton Thorne could pan out for you. So I'm not saying that you're definitely not going to have. Uh, the results you need with Peyton Thorne, I'm saying you have to have a good signing class if you're not going to have your offense clicking on all cylinders or you're not going to take the gamble, the one-year gamble. Sure, for sure. Well, definitely. We will will definitely see what comes out of this weekend um, as we look forward to early National Signing Day. Ike will be here on Wednesday. Uh, giving you the coverage and definitely want to get yourself a green name so you can see I hopefully there's a reaction like we had when Keldrick Falk flipped and went to Auburn we <laughs> hope we have a couple of those for Ike uh, that was pretty epic I'm, we need them we need those react those reactions Absolutely. are going to be genuine so if somebody that we weren't expecting comes on or, or there's a big flip that happens I'm going to give y'all the wrong yeah, but, but yeah 